start leaning into the vegetables. Mm. I really, I really can't stress enough how life-changing they are over the long term. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork? Yeah. All right, Jeanette, welcome. It's so nice to have you on with us. Thank you so much, Maria. I'm delighted to be here. Really. And, you know, I, I love what you are, what you're doing and you're reaching your audience in a way that is so relevant. And I think that um, I think that oftentimes we forget that every life stage requires a different approach. And so I'm curious how you came to create your program. Oh, well, thank you. And, and I, I agree. And, and part of my creating my program is reaching the new life stage myself. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I can it's relate like you to that. Of, right, right. It's where you kind of figure things out for different frameworks. And then suddenly the rules change and the game changes. And uh, I, I actually, this, this, I've been in this work for a long time for, I think I started at the, the hospital the first time when I was asked to look at their weight loss program, something like 17 years ago. And at that time, I actually have someone in a, a MeBoot program right now who was in that very first program that I ever ran. Oh, that's really is, cool. Oh, this is a riot. It's really neat. And so we had this really interesting conversation the other day and she reminded me, I'd actually forgotten when we started I did four nights a week live meetings for 12 weeks in a row. Wow. Can you even imagine that? Wait, so, so meetings in person with, yes. with people that person. really needed this resource. Yes. We, we had, it was a lifestyle change program for people who were coming in with lots of different issues, but really focused on cleaning up their eating. Just and, really. And you know, at that point, was it, was it age targeted or was it just more general? No, it was general at that point. It was, it was, but the people who ended up coming, um, were the people who had the time. So I didn't have a lot of, you know, moms at, at busy moms at home with kids. And, you know, I kind of, I ended up with people that are a little bit on the younger side and a little bit on the older side of sort of that middle mom target. And over the years, I, that became the, really the kind of the retirees, you know, from over forties to well into their fifties, even into their sixties. That's the group that I ended up gravitating toward. Um, and they just, they, there's at that point in your life, if you've, if you have a family, not everybody has a family, but sometimes it's around your career for a lot of women, the, the daily household tasks slow down a little bit and mm -hmm. get a little bit easier. You know, even yeah. if you are working, there's just more flex room. And so you can focus on yourself in a different way. And so that is the, the kind of group that I ended up working with, um, the most. So let's and, talk, let's dive into that because I think that, you know, again, I think we, we become such, um, we've been programmed almost to follow certain types of approaches, generally speaking, like blanket, you know, eat paleo, eat vegan, eat keto, eat 
you know, flexitarian, whatever the label is. But the truth is our hormones require us to do different things at different life stages. So can you talk to us about Meboot and how you came to really identify what the needs are? And I'll kind of let you define your target audience and what their specific needs were as they were transitioning into this different stage where their hormones required different support. Yeah, I mean, that's it's a terrific question, really, because not much information is actually out there about this. It's like we, it's kind of fallen through the cracks in terms of the, the food industry and the, the diet industry and eating systems. We and, and of course, in the, in the fitness world, um, most fitness programs are designed for kind of static, or really for men, I want to say on one level, for sort of a static hormonal baseline. And so this thing that starts to happen, and it really can happen, it's actually happening earlier um, now than even 10 years ago, right. but it tends to be somewhere around the 40s, we start to move into hormonal flux. And it's really pre-menopause, which is even before true perimenopause. Mm-hmm. And so when that starts to happen, we we notice some things. I mean, there's a everybody knows about the hot flashes and everybody knows about, you know, the, the belly pooch, the menopot. Like we, we kind of we have friends and we've seen it. Exactly, exactly. Right. Like that's those are really common. But what what people don't aren't always as prepared for is the kind of stuff that happens on the mental emotional level. Um, and the things that might happen with your cravings and with your eating habits. And so a lot of times people just literally start to slide into this phase where they notice that everything they were doing for themselves, suddenly it's not working in the same way. It's like, oh, my, my energy is not really snapping up or I, I gained a little bit of weight over the winter and it's not leaving me. Mm-hmm. You know, my, that's really common. Like the weight gets really sticky, especially around the middle. And you're like, oh, I'll just up my exercise program or I'll, I'll you know, tighten up around my carbs. Change my calories. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And those, those strategies, which have been, you know, really effective if you kind of figure out your eating, they're really effective before that time. And suddenly they're, they're not working. It's like mm-hmm. your system doesn't respond to this. And then on top of that, your, your sleep can start to get bouncy and iffy. And so we start to get a little bit fatigued. And if we, I mean, nowadays, I hate to say it, but you and I have talked about this before, that our stress levels just socially and culturally and really, you know, in terms of the, the, our community as a whole, our stress levels are really high these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. And stress, the cortisol action on what's going on with dropping estrogen levels and fluctuating progesterone levels, and in some cases, elevating insulin levels, once you put the cortisol on top of all of that, yeah. it, it exacerbates everything. Well, and, and then when you're not resting at night properly, your ghrelin gets out of control. Exactly. And leptin levels decrease and then your exactly. appetite goes through the roof and you can't regulate. So everything kind of goes astray. Everything goes bananas. And then for a lot of women end up leaning on the wine, uh, you know, and it's, I'm just going to have a little cocktail at the end of the day and it's okay. But at that point, what you're doing there is you're tying up your, your liver, you're making it a little more sluggish. And that 
mix, you know, your liver is a very important organ in terms of not, not only um, digestion and not only as your filter, but also in terms of these hormonal communicators. Mm. And so when that starts to slow down and the insulin levels start to drive up, you really have gotten yourself into this kind of perfect storm of, oh, oh you become a little bit of a weight storage unit. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not like we can just say, okay, now we've crossed over. We have to do X, Y, and Z to remedy these things. This is where it gets so tricky. And this is where working with literally hundreds of women over all these years, I saw certain patterns sort of starting to emerge. But one of the patterns was a lack of pattern. Mm. And I, I finally came to realize I was doing a lot of research and I've talked to some, um, some fitness people sort of about this, this phenomena, but your estrogen, it's not like it goes down in a steady, you know, level and everybody goes down the same amount and in the same way. You're, you're basically, you're surging, you're spiking and you're dropping spiking and dropping. So you can have this, you can have a couple of days where you feel like yourself. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Everything's great. My energy's good. I was able to sleep. And then pow, you're getting, uh, you know, you're soaked in the middle of a, the day in your car <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere. And this can start to happen even in your forties. And so you you figure out your food and you kind of get on track. And then suddenly that, you know, eating the, if you're eating like a keto style, the mm -hmm. fats feel too oily. They feel too dense. They don't feel right. You're not comfortable. You're not satisfied and something needs to change, but you don't know what. And it goes all over the map. It's so, what, so how, how do, I mean, obviously there are so many different ways that you know, you can, and I always, I truly believe like food at the foundation, but there are so many other lifestyle choices that people have to make in order to like make the food work optimally. But what, I'm curious, do you think that most people identify that this life change with something that they can control or somewhat, or have an impact on with food? Or do you think that, um, most people think that they have to go straight to medication. I think it depends who you talk to. I, I think the, there is a general sense of helplessness, like, oh, now I've hit this. This is what's going to happen to me. It's all inevitable. You know, do I need to go get replacement therapy? Um, I think there, there definitely is that sort of idea. We're not empowered around mm. the symptoms for sure. Mm -hmm. And part of that is education. Part of mm. that is, you know, understanding what's going on and that, it, that it's happening sooner to us than it did to our mothers and way sooner than to our grandmothers. Um, but All also the hormones and food. Yeah, well, that's part of it. I really well. do think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and in the plastics and just in the environment in, in general. But um, if we if we have a sense that this is something that just happens, you know, it drops down out of the sky and it's part of hitting a certain age, then you, you're really not going to go aggressively looking around for, for resources, for support. And there, there definitely are some out there. There are some terrific hormone balancing sites and some terrific kind of over 40 or over 50 health sites and, and great experts out there. But it's not a common thing. It's not mm -hmm. common yeah. for women to say, okay, I'm noticing these changes. What can I do now, you know, that will be different, that will address these new issues? So, so let's break that down because I, I, that's what I really like about Meboot and your website is so beautifully laid out and very intuitive. And I think oh, thank you, you. You, really, um, you're, you really key into 
okay, what, what is the situation? How do you feel and how do you want to feel? So walk us through when you first get started with MeBoot, what, what happens? And then where, where do we hope to take people by the end of the program? Okay. So the MeBoot is a really, it's a very different kind of a program. It's not your, your typical um, sort of diet program. And part of the reason for that is that only half the program is what I would call on the plate, addressing food. The other half of the program is everything that surrounds your behavior, everything that affects your eating behaviors. And I call that sort of off the plate. So as someone comes into the program, it's bro broken down into two sections. And the me boot itself, which is an approach, it's, it's really an, uh, it's a series of seven relatively simple, re very easy to understand, basic lifestyle changes are specifically around the food that will, they're designed to get you the most bang for your buck if you are over 40. So all together, they will help to, you know, clear your liver a little bit, free up your gallbladder. They will help to balance your blood sugar levels. They'll help to stabilize and calm spiking estrogen. So, so those principles are pretty straightforward. And depending on your personality, because everybody's so different. Everybody's really different and what they need to do is really different. So it's really not a one size fits all. So if you are, okay, I need an intervention <laughs> to tell me several things that I need to do to get myself back on track, then you can kind of put the whole thing together. And there are even a couple of um, full week menus done for you, kind of sample weeks, like you can literally just, you know, buy the food, shop, start to eat it as you are learning about what these steps really mean. So that, mm -hmm. that's kind of for one type. Another person might say, you know, I just, I'm feeling really tender and I'm really struggling with my sugar. I can't tell you how many times mm -hmm. I hear the carb cravings and the wine Isn't cravings. is everybody though? It's maybe, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. You're right. <laughs> but this, I know, it I know. It gets really bad. Yeah. It gets really bad. It, it actually becomes, I mean, even if it's something you've struggled with, suddenly it's like, I, I hear this again and again. I can't manage this. I say, I'm going to do this, and then I don't, <laughs> and I reach for X, Y, Z, and it just, I feel like I'm out of control. I feel like it's not my body. So somebody like that who wants to work in a more gradual way, they can literally just kind of take one of these things and work on it really deeply. So, okay, I'm going to work on, you know, getting my protein in, and I'm going to, this is going to be my focus for one to two weeks, and that's my whole target, because I, I really think one of the problems that we're facing around food changes and understanding food in general is a, is a pretty deep decision fatigue. Mm. Um, that this is, you know, especially if you've, you know, you, you're reached your 40s and your 50s, it's probably not the first time you've, I don't know if I've had, ever had anyone come to me that this is their first eating intervention. <laughs> Most people have done a million different things, tried mm. a bunch of different things. Yes. And so, the one of the issues is we have to make so many different decisions and we and we we're getting all kinds of different conflicting information from the media and the latest trend that we just are like oh and so this is designed to really take that away and bring you down to the foundation now it's not optimizing we're not super, you know, drilling into calories and drilling into, we're doing a, a broad stroke to help your system stabilize wherever it is in this new hormonal framework. Mm -hmm. So this gets you a good part of the way. Yes. And then, and, 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 go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but 
along those lines, are there certain foods that you find to be extremely effective to almost like kickstart um, the process when it comes to um, people who may be experiencing like lower estrogen or the sluggishness or in general, just foods that help to cleanse and get people back on track? Um, yes, and yes and no. Not necessarily specific foods, but the thing that is the most helpful that people typically aren't kind of keying into is your fiber. Mm-hmm. Your, your fiber intake. It, this, mm-hmm. when you start to, um, I, I've I've broken down carbs into three really general categories. One of them is vegetable carbs, and this is this needs to for a lot of reasons. Um, this needs to make up the the biggest part of your diet. The second one I call fiber carbs, and those are the fruits and and vegetables and grains and beans that really that have a, a high percentage of fiber to total carbohydrate. And we use those strategically because women are very um, tend to be very carb sensitive, especially if you're overweight, especially if you've got sugar issues. So you, you need to watch that. And so there's a timing issue involved in the program, kind of when when you when you eat them, when they they're absorbed most easily. And then the third category I call craving carbs mm-hmm. because honestly, everything else falls into that bucket, and that includes your wine that turns instantly into to sugar that you absorb through your mouth, not even through the digestive tract. And the the simple carbohydrates, all your whites, your white powders, flour, sugar, and um, even really super, super sweet fruits. So anything that would be in, in the way I talk about it is if you, you know that you're sensitive to those things, if um, you can't stop eating them, if you have one or two bites and you can't put it down. You need to finish that bag of potato chips or you'll have a little bit now, but then an hour later, you're looking, you know, you're diving into the bread bag or you're diving into the, you know, so that's the way I break the carbs down. And that helps you once you start to lean into vegetables to kind of fill you up, that one change actually sets off a a myriad of um, little actions that will, will, slowly bring you back to where you need to be. I mean, there's a few other things going on, but you're, you're bulking up with the, the high water content, high fiber foods. You're taking in the live energy, the life energy. All of those things are really feeding your micronutrient levels, which mm-hmm. also around this age tend to be low. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody is running low on something. Yeah. I mean, we see it a lot, magnesium, vitamin D, almost always they're just kind of creeping along. And so starting to do that starts to bring up your, your baseline. And then the fiber itself can kickstart your liver. So and- this is so this is interesting that you're bringing up fiber because I'm a huge believer that a lot of the, you know, quote, diets out there are really not putting fiber into focus at all. Yes, um, it's fact, a big quite, problem. Quite the opposite. You know, if all you're eating is meat and you're really not focused on vegetables or, you know, even like what I like to call the single ingredient super grains that can yes. deliver enormous benefit when they're yes. eaten in the right quantity mostly, yep. um, that we're really missing out. I mean, what, what would you say in general about, you know, people who have decided to 
cut out carbs completely. I, I feel you know, like that, such, that's so, really a hazardous place. Well, it's, it's a really tricky call because there's no question that some form of mild ketosis is immediately balancing to your blood sugar. And for a lot of people, it will kickstart that fat burning. You know, it shifts your metabolism. So you switch from burning sugars to burning fats. And that's very adaptive for a very large number of people. But I'll tell you what happens. If you're a woman and if you've had bouncy blood sugar, by the time you hit this point, you are, you are leaning so hard on your gallbladder that a lot of women end up losing their gallbladders. Mm -hmm. Literally, this ha it's common. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I've, I've had my gallbladder. And they're not worried about it. Like, oh, it's not a problem. Your gallbladder produces the bile, which breaks down fats. So without a gallbladder, digestion of any kind of fats is going to be tremendously difficult for your body. So even if, even if it worked for you for an extended period of time, which I see, I haven't seen that. The women who are, you know, at the age, by the time I work with them, they are really needing to come back from that sort of extreme um, kind of eating. Even if you're able to do that, once your gallbladder's gone, you can't metabolize fats anymore. Mm -hmm. You're really stuck. Then you're working kind of, you know, carefully with, with um, things to help you with, with digestive enzymes and things like that to help you get the job done. Um, but that, it's, it really hits you and it hits women at this, around this age. That's Yes. And it's, and so, you know, I, I hesitate because I do a lot of work with diabetics and that, it, it's tremendously helpful for diabetes, but I am not, I am not a fan of the keto diet. Mm. I'm just, I'm not yeah. because even at that point, because sort of pound, because I see what happens when people are taking in so much fat over that length of time and also the crowding out of the vegetables. Well, it, and my concern is really the type of fat. Um, yes. You know, that like you slide into much more, more saturated fats. fat in these plans that, yes. that, that I would like to see. So what, what advice would you give? I mean, obviously we, adapt to every phase in our life. I mean, you know, as a teenager, you've got hormones to deal with. As a new mom, you've got hormones to deal with or when you're pregnant and going through premenopause, perimenopause, it's all a shift in your body. What do you think, let's say we could start really young <laughs> and you're now speaking <laughs> to an audience that is like, okay, I ha I'm not in that life stage, but like right. eventually I will be. Right. What the best, what would be your best recommendation for people to start practicing right now in anticipation? Because I always feel like the better you're, you're prepared to head into a life stage or a situation, the better equipped you are to handle it. So no, I agree. I agree. I think there, there are two things that you can do preventively. And I think, you know, your audience and your message really speaks to these already very directly. One of them is this notion of, of eating a really clean diet. If you, because these, the issues that happen when you eat a lot of processed foods or even too much food in an ongoing way, it's cumulative. Mm. We, so we think that this is going to be, oh, I can handle it. I can eat this and I'm boom. I'm the next day I'm great. But if you are, if you're doing those things or if you're drowning yourself in coffee to get yourself going in the morning and then sort of quick dosing on sort of quick pick-me-up um, carbs and then you're 
putting yourself to sleep with, you know, a little glass of wine because things are so intense, you're really um, setting your system up to have a very difficult time with that final sort of hormonal, female hormone transition. Mm. So keeping your food really clean, keeping your system, keeping your, your transit time really clean. So you're, you've got your bowels moving, you're really um, moving your body so that you're. I appreciate that. I'm going to use that transit time. I love that. It's really, it's really true. You don't want, if your food's sitting in there for days and days, this is the beginning of that kind of toxic buildup. Well, you know, I experience, I I have to chime in on this because I experienced this firsthand with a family member who um, had to have a colonoscopy and they just couldn't do it because it was just too wow. Holy so, cow. you know, I'm just saying like, if you in general, for everybody listening, if you are feeling all of the side effects that Jeanette was talking about, whether it be fatigue or leaky gut, like you just don't feel like things are flowing right. You know, you need to your transit it. time is affected. Like you really yep. need to think about that and, and seriously consider more cleansing foods and upping your fiber intake. Big time. And the, and the number one way to do that, and this is sort of my second, second recommendation, is start leaning into the vegetables. Mm-hmm. I really, I really can't stress enough how life-changing they are over the long term. They yes. do so many things for our system. I mean, they fill us up in the right way. And I already said they, you know, they get our micronutrient stores up, but they also, there's something kind of alchemical, and this is now not science. <laughs> this is now in the realm of straight observation. Something happens to people. We, we lighten up. I watch this happen to women. We lighten up. We brighten up our skin changes are we calm down a little bit there's a little bit more connection to the seasons and the earth and and the invitation on another level of this hormonal change is to tune in to slow down to rest a little bit more we i like to call this the queen phase we're stepping into our power we're stepping into our authority and something about eating a eating that rainbow eating live plants, fresh plants, high quality plants, something assists us in that move. And this is really esoteric, you know, this is really kind of, but, but I'm telling you, it's something that I have seen again and again and again. It helps. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I literally feel like, you know, not to sound hippy dippy, but like your life force of eating plants, something that's come from the ground and has been nurtured does vibe and and you you do feel that i've heard that from many customers who have you know increased their juicing intake you know they're doing a lot of green juices especially low sugar green juice and they just they feel like they have unbelievable energy and it's, it changes it's the it's life it the life you. energy in food gives yeah. you life and it does it reverses the aging process like that's it slows you down like sugar ages you super quickly all forms really quickly in your skin in your energy and vegetables do the opposite they're like, yeah, they're like I'm, the I'm, a, I'm a big fan of those green veggies especially yes yeah those are those are kind of the the high test of the, of the gasoline yeah in your greens um i am just curious i'm just gonna throw this at you and we totally didn't sure. talk about it so if you don't no. feel comfortable answering it by all no, means no but, worries I've started really exploring the benefits of CBD oil. Uh-huh. And I'm curious if you, what you think about it, if you use it, if you recommend it, because I'm, I'm seeing the data 
is just so overwhelming. And, and hemp in general is such a superfood. It really is. I mean, I've been using hemp oil for years and years on my food as a, you know, like flax oil and hemp oil are spectacular um, as, a, as cold salad oils. They're great. And I, I'm a fan of CBD oil. I, and this, and here's, here's one of the things that it can be helpful with that, that stress level, that kind of low grade anxious. Yeah. Um, some people tend toward depression. Some people tend toward anxiety, but it feels like a moodiness. People talk about it like a blanket. Like I feel like there's a blanket over me or I feel like my nerves are, have like the raw endings, you know, like, ah, I just can't settle. Mm -hmm. Like this is a common thing that comes up that is definitely associated, you know, with, with female hormone shifting and CBD can kind of take the edge off of that. Mm. And, I, and honestly, I've been talking about the wine because it comes up so often, you know, in my groups, you can kind of make a swap. You could so really... I really like that as a recommendation because, um, you know, something that I've started exploring is, and I'm a big believer in um, retraining your taste buds to crave more bitter and, yes. and, yes. and sour foods. But I've been drinking um, dandelion tea and nice. in the evenings, instead of drinking wine and having um, some of the CBD drops in there and it helps me sleep better. And it just, it gives me that like mellowness and that same sort of like sensation that you're talking about. So I think that's something for everybody out there, you know, when you just feel like you want a little relaxation in a deeper way, that that's a nice, a nice thing to try. It's perfect. And I love that you're doing the dandelion, which is, which is actually deeply liver supporting the roots, mm -hmm. you know, and the flower and stem and bitters is another way we didn't talk about them, but actually taking a bitters cocktail, like, I mean, they make, you know, urban moonshine does a couple of great versions. There's, there's a few different yummy ones out there, but doing like a little post dinner mocktail, it's a little bit of CBD and a little shot of bitters and a little seltzer. If you want something cool Ooh. or like the hot tea that you just talked about. I mean, those things are so good because you're setting yourself up for the evening to relax and your, your liver's doing it cycle. That's when the janitor comes out in your body. So mm. you're, you're really preparing yourself for that. You're triggering that by, you know, the bile and the liver action that's they love bitters and so that that's super supportive I love that idea I do I do I love your I love your ideas boy I'm gonna try that a little mocktail Excellent. sounds yeah. good so I I really want people to check out your program where is the best place for them to go and we'll also include that in the show notes so people can just link to it Oh, thank you. It's, um, it's just the, it's the only program that I have live right now. As you know, my site is new. I just rebranded. And so you just go to JeanetteBessinger.com, J-E-A-N-N-E-T-T-E, Bessinger.com. And it's under programs and it's the me boot, which is the me reboot. And I will, we'll include that so you can just link to it easily guys. And I would say that your resources and just in general as you know, Guys, if you are, it doesn't matter if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, it's a good thing to check out right now, no matter what life stage you are in, because to prepare for every life stage is a good idea. Yeah. Um, so check it's it out. About, it's I, about aging well. And it's so about aging well. It's about aging well. Yeah. And, and you know what? I will say that it's, it's so insightful to me to realize that there are so many women around me that are older, more mature, but have aged so well. 
and I see them in comparison to others and I'm just like, age doesn't mean a thing. No. <laughs> it, it doesn't mean a thing. It's no. just really about how you proactively take care of yourself. It's, it's how you live your life. I'm behind you a hundred percent on that. It's not the number. Yeah. Yep. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for being on here. You've shared so many great ideas and so much wisdom. Everybody check out JeanetteBessinger.com. Check out the show notes and get the MeBoot program. Oh. I think you are definitely going through hormonal changes related to menopause, perimenopause, um, any phase, you're just starting to feel like maybe the onset is happening, it's a good idea to pr be proactive. So thank you for putting together that program and oh. uh, keep rocking it, mama. We thanks need so much, Maria. <laughs> and thanks for having me on the show. I love talking to you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.